You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Oh, no, no. It's bonus scoop time. It is not Mackie and Judd. It is Zolgad, Darren Doogie Wolfson of the Channel 5 Eyewitness News Sports Department, and just as importantly, or more so in our opinion, the Scoop Fame, the Scoop Podcast, Declan Goff, executive producing everything you are listening to right now. And Dukes, let's get right to it. The Minnesota Twins, uh, lots of rumblings and rumors surrounding this team as the July 30th trade deadline approaches. Barrios and Buxton are obviously the biggest names. Let's start with Barrios, who, who uh, talked to the Star Tribune a couple of days ago and was very upfront, this is no surprise, about the fact that he sounds like a guy who is set on exploring free agency. What do you think happens there before July 30th because of that fact? Well, I think Brios is here on July 31st, but never say never. Sure. If the right offer comes in, if you can attain, like uh, the Mets have shown interest, right? And so my understanding is uh, the Twins have asked the Mets for at least one major league player, likely a guy pre-arbitration, so is under team control for at least four more years. Then, like, New York's number one or number two prospect, and it's number three or number four prospect. So, like, two top five prospects plus a current major leaguer. Who they can control. Who they have control for many years. Gotcha. Right? So, is somebody willing to meet that asking price? I just, that's where I pause. But is the dialogue occurring? 100%. There were scouts at the ballpark last night to watch Jose Barrios. Now, I know two teams that were there probably weren't there for Barrios. The Miami Marlins had representation, I know, last night. The Cincinnati Reds had representation last night. I don't think the Reds and Marlins have interest in Barrios. Mm-hmm. Just my sense. I don't think either team is is engaged with sure. the Twins. So, like, with the Reds, they were there for Angelton Simmons. They were there for Hansel Robles. Now, if you're the Reds... You're, what, seven and a half games back of the Brewers in the Central? You look at the wild card standings. I mean, to me, it looks pretty obvious. Those three teams in the West, I don't know in what order, but Giants, Dodgers, Padres are all going to the playoffs. I'm not quite sure what the path is for the Reds. The division, you're right. To to make the postseason. It's to win the division, you're right. But I don't see, I guess, how that path comes to fruition. But they do need help with shortstop, for sure. They do, but... Like Simmons is a pending free agent. They had interest in Simmons last winter. So if you're the Reds, let it play out. They do have a pretty good middle infield prospect. But if that guy's not ready, let's say opening day next year, just sign Simmons this winter. So, yeah, maybe a trade like that does happen. But, like, I hate to break the Twins fans. Like, if you're expecting, like, this monumental 10 days, like, if you're expecting five or six trades, this enormous return here and there, like, I I don't see it, even for Nelly Cruz, right? I mean, he's a DH. Now, the Dodgers had some interest before 
it was determined, hey, the National League isn't going to have yeah. the DH. Like, could a team like the Dodgers revisit those talks as a bench bat? I guess it's possible, but really you're looking at Tampa, Oakland, the Blue Jays, maybe the White Sox. Like, the return for Cruz is going to be pretty limited. Yes. Yeah, you're not breaking the bank. Absolutely. Same on Simmons, same on Robles. Yes, you would break the bank on Buxton or Brails. I did check again with somebody close to Buck this morning in preparation for this discussion here this afternoon, early this afternoon. Nothing new. He's not accepting this latest offer. It's a reminder, right? I mean, kudos to Rosenthal for having the latest steam, but the Twins have tried right. for a really long time to extend Buxton. This is just the latest offer in a number of offers they have made his camp. And on Barrios, yep. the Twins know what the asking price is. So they've talked to the agents at Wasserman. They know. Now, when Barrios tells Phil Miller there's really nothing going on, it's because... There really isn't a whole lot of byplay there. There's not a lot of back and forth. It's here's what we're looking for. If you don't want to meet that asking price, yeah, we'll happily welcome free agency when Jose Barrios will be, what, 28 years old? Oh, it's perfect for him. It's perfect. And he deserves it. What do you think? So on Barrios, if they basically have been told, here's what he's going to command, which I think is probably close to being a true ace, which he's not, but he's going to command that, or he's going to attempt to, and it just, as we've talked about a thousand times before, it takes one team to be like, okay, we'll do it. Um, Isn't it negligent of the Twins not to trade him by July 30th if you know he's going to walk? And by the way, I'm all for signing him, so I'm not advocating trading him, but like if you've had the talks that you just said, so like you've been down this path with them, and you're like, okay, probably not going to happen. Is, isn't it uh, being derelict in your duties not to trade him and like take him into 2022? And we don't even know how much there's going to be because of the potential for a lockout. I, I just think keeping him, if you know you're not going to sign him, sets yourself up for failure more than it does success. Well, do they know? Maybe we know they're not signing him, but do they? Have they come to that realization? Well, I hope yet? so. Maybe they Call should me. be coming to that realization. Derek Falvey can have my cell phone number. I'll talk to him right now. Let me also offer a little bit of resistance for sake of this conversation because yeah. I agree. I hear what you're saying. No, go ahead. Come on. But they do feel like this is a bit of a blip that they can compete next year. Could you play this thing out? Whatever next year looks like. That's and I get with the say. elephant in the room. I yeah, get it. You're not talking about this enough. The work style. I get no it. No one wants to the talk two about sides. this completely hate each other. I understand that. And Manfred's selling people on crap by saying, oh, we're going back to nine-inning doubleheaders next year, no guy on second to start the 10th. You know why he's saying that? Because the next time baseball comes back, it's going to be completely different. Yeah, I I get all that, but could, again, for sake of this conversation, could the Twins be looking at it and saying, okay, we can compete next year. Now, if it's one year from now, July 20th of 2022, and let's say they are seven, eight games back. Okay, you could trade him then. Maybe the return isn't quite the return you would get now. You could also play the thing out all the way through next year, then offer him arbitration, if that is still the way the system is set up. Right, we don't even know. And you would then get a really nice draft pick when he signs elsewhere. The un- Yes, that's a good point. The unknowns scare me too much. Yeah. I don't trust the system. Yeah, because we don't know what the heck the system is going to look like. And it's not going to be the same. It won't. But I would think in that regard, they are going to protect teams, right? If you're losing a free agent, yeah, you're going to get something. I don't think that is going to change. But that's going to. But the arbitration aspect and then getting a comp pick, I think, will change. And now you might get something back, but it's not going to be 
the players will make sure that that part of the agreement is out because it really hurt them. I mean, think about the guys who tried to go to market who were good play, good pitchers, good players. And teams were like, sorry, we're not going to sign you. In fact, there was a whole thing back a couple of years ago, the June 1st thing. Uh, I think Kimbrell was impacted by that. A lot of really pretty good players. Well, maybe it's a compensatory pick that yeah. doesn't come from the team. So hypothetically, Barrio signs with the Angels. Yeah. The agents are out there. Southern California, I think, is appealing to the Barrios camp. But hypothetically, he signs with the Angels, a team that, that can use, well, multiple starting pitchers, but certainly one starting pitcher. So he signs with the Angels. Then the Angels don't sacrifice their first-round pick. It doesn't come from the Angels, right? Right. So the Twins get a pick. Maybe it's after the first round. So maybe it's more like pick 33. Okay. You know, but still, I just think it's you a could play, it's you a could play it point. out if you feel like you yeah. can compete next year and tender him uh, the qualifying offer. And, yeah, I mean, undoubtedly, he would reject it to reach unrestricted free agency at the age of 28. Then you would get a good draft pick. In return, it just it comes down to what is a team willing to give up? Like the Mets, one hundred percent, the Mets have interest. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, the Red Sox. Nobody's really talking about the Red Sox, but I've brought up the Red Sox for many weeks. The Red Sox do have some interest in Barrios. Yeah, I think the Blue Jays have some interest. What can you get? Tell me exactly what the packages are that those teams are offering. But I'm telling you, the Twins are looking for a major leaguer plus at least. Two upper tier prospects. What did you think of a couple of days after the Ken Rosenthal report? Buster only reported that the Twins are essentially not willing to listen on guys who have term left on their contract. Which, which, just to be clear, struck me as a negotiating ploy far more than a reality. But what was your interpretation? Well, what does that, that mean? Of course, they're listening. It's literally their job. Derek Falvey is listening to what the Mets. Do are you pitching. think they want to trade Taylor Rogers, for instance? Who I think could get you a really nice return because of Maybe. what he does, because his skill set is very valuable. It is, but there's other relievers out there. I sure. don't know if the return is as sizable as you think for Taylor Rogers. That's another guy. Call me nuts. I would keep him. I'd keep all these guys. They have the revenue. We heard it when Target Field was built. Well, let they're about to get a new local TV contract a couple years out, but that's not that far down the road. Yep. So that's more revenue coming in. They can afford these guys. I would pay Buxton. I would pay Barrios. I would pay Rodgers. If you want to let Duffy walk after next year, yep. fine. I'm okay with that. If Duffy can get a Trevor May-like contract, two years, 13, 14, 15 million, hey, shake his hand, wish him luck, that's fine. Let Duffy walk. Mm-hmm. But Rodgers, Barrios, Buxton, I'm keeping all three of those guys. Jim Paul at- But they're listening. Like, So I get what Buster put out there. Yep. And I still would bank on, I think it's more unlikely than likely they deal any of those three, but I can't sit here and tell you 10 days out, 100%, no chance. Those guys 100% will be here July 31st. Like, I would bet on them being here, but I can't tell you 100%. All right. So, Jim Paulette asked on the Twins radio network, I think it was a week ago Sunday now, so a couple weeks back, about signing Barrios and Buxton beyond the terms of their current contract, so essentially keeping them as free agents, was asked about it and said, yes, the definitive answer on keeping them is a definitive yes. But they want those guys to sign largely on their terms. And it worked with Kepler. It worked with Polanco. Dobnek is an outlier. But those two, I think we can point to, Kepler and Polanco. And I guess even Sano to a certain extent. 
So they've gotten guys to sign extensions, but I just think in the case of those two in particular, well, for sure Barrios, but also Buxton, it's just it's not going to work. Buxton is not accepting six years or seven years for 70-plus million with a bunch of escalators in the contract. You need to guarantee the base salary on a on a yearly basis needs to be higher than that. The Rosenthal report surprised me because it, it rang true of what you've been saying for a long time. Why are you going back to him with an offer that I think he's probably clearly turned down from your reporting a few times? Like, why was that not report saying, And he's not accepting this one. Right, but no, but that's my point. And by the way, the Twins didn't leak that. I'll just leave it at that. Sure. The Twins did not leak that. Sure. I saw some people over the weekend suggesting, oh, the Twins put it out there. They want to put the pressure on Buxton. No. But what the, are the, the Twins, Twins did not leak that What are that the Twins story. doing is my question, though, because that that those terms were what you've been talking about, which are not great terms for a player of that ability. Why are we not talking about a, I don't know, five-year, $100 million offer? Why are we not talking about something financially substantially more? I'm just surprised because that report, you're right. You went back to reports we've seen and you've talked about for a couple of years. So, like, what's the end game here? Are they just going back with the same offers? Well, they offered a couple of years ago, like forty-eight million with a couple of team options. So, to go up to seventy million, they've gone up. Okay, but okay, and I get it from their standpoint. Like, since the start of the twenty eighteen season, Buxton has missed. What's the number exactly? 61%? It's remarkable. Of the game, 62%? Very sad, yes. I mean, we all know it's a ton of games and it's a ton of injuries. So I get the hesitancy, if you're the Twins, to invest $20 million plus on a yearly basis in a guy that may only play 95 to 100 games a year. Heck, how often has he hit the 100 game threshold? Once? Once? 2017 when he won the platinum gold glove but like a couple i'm a buxton apologist like i think i am too i think he's got every tool imaginable i think the power translates for multiple more years maybe the speed starts to die off a little bit as he turns 30 in a couple years 31 32 but the power is there Uh, the defensive instincts the work ethic like i don't think people realize that guy's work ethic yeah, he's a, it's elite of the elite. Yes. Nobody has a better work ethic and he's, than Byron Bucks, and that's the kind of guy I would invest in. And he's also not getting hurt now because of something he's doing wrong. The the crash into the wall thing drove me crazy for a while, but that's not this. He's getting hit by pitches. He's getting, you know, he's he's running to first base where he's incredibly fast and he hurts his hip. You know, it's things like that. So yeah, although I guess the comeback to that is did he put on too much weight in the winter? The way he trained, the muscle he added in the winter, did that somehow just the yeah no offer I got resistance you. yeah, but yeah, I but mean, I mean, getting hit by am the I going to get mad because he put on because he tried no. to make himself stronger? No. Like that's a weird thing to get mad about. I don't like and the him reason for that defenses. was to prevent some of the injuries. Yeah. Feeling like hey, if I'm stronger, if I'm bigger, if I've got more bulk, right. that will help me stay healthy. So. You know, there's no way to pinpoint for sure Mm -hmm. that him running the first was tied to that. You know, I get his approach and his representation's approach to having him bulk up in the winter. I get that. The uh, the getting hit by the pitch that was that was fluky. Yeah, 
That was completely fluky. Exactly. Oh my gosh, who lives in that cabin? What's wrong with their lake shore? Look at all those weeds. Ugh, that is the worst cabin on the lake. Don't be such a busybody. Excuse me? They must not know about Aquaside. Is that what we use? Yep, just one application of Aquaside each spring keeps our lake shore weed free. Shh, don't be that cabin this summer on your lake. Eliminate lake weeds this summer with Aquaside pellets. I should tell them about Aquaside. Oh, now who's the busybody? Call 1 800 328 9350 or go to aquaside.com. Uh, Wolves scoopage. Are there updates? I saw that they, the uh, Board of Governors today, as we record this, which is Wednesday, did approve Mark Laurie and A-Rod for the first 20% of the team that they're going to own. Um, but as far as the Wolves go, have you heard anything more on the Ben Simmons team? Well, by the way, it's Tuesday, right? Because like, my Tuesday. days are all over the oh, place. Oh, Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. You're really screwing you. me up because I'm it's lost. Tuesday. Because I worked over the weekend, TV-wise, so then when you work yeah, Saturday, I was thinking it was Wednesday, things get all goofy. Thank you very much. It's Tuesday. I just I want to make sure it's no, Tuesday. No, okay, yeah, thank you're you. right. You're right. Thank you, because I'm completely effed up when it comes to what day of the week But yes, is. the first 20% of the purchase was... Yeah, well, was, they uh, met with the finance committee last week. Yeah. It's 20%. It's not 60%. It's not majority ownership. Right. This was inevitable. But what this now signifies is the Wolves have talked for many weeks about some sort of introduction of Alex and Mark, some sort of celebration. Oh, are we going to get that? Could we get the Mall of America Jimmy Butler, you know, celebration? Could we get A-Rod's cell phone like number if we do? Could we get A-Rod's cell phone number? Will it be some sort of celebration at Target Center? But the Wolves have talked internally for a few weeks on, on how to introduce these guys. So mm-hmm. the plan is at some point here before the summer is over, to bring Mark and Alex to town in a formal matter and 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 you know introduce them to to the fans and to the media. So, you know, we await that. But yeah, I mean this 20%, this was this was always going to happen. The big question remains, are they going to be able to find a way to get an additional 20% then on top of that another 20%? Oh, it's the Wolves. Do knows? they have the money to get to that 60% right. mark? That is still the question. They have time to figure that out. That's part of this two-and-a-half-year transition. And they could come up with the money before the two-and-a-half. And that's why I've always said that two-and-a-half, it's fluid. I mean, mm-hmm. Glenn has led me to believe it's it's fluid. It's possible that it's more like, you know, March or February of 2023. I don't know if it would happen in season, but I guess it could. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily December of 2023. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's what you need to keep an eye on. You know, just Alex and Mark getting their finances completely in order. I'm Ben Simmons. I don't necessarily have anything new. I just, I know that a lot of league people just are skeptical that the Wolves can present Philadelphia the best possible offer. That Philadelphia, Daryl Morey, Elton Brand and company, they've been working the phones pretty good now for a good seven to 10 days. There are multiple teams interested in Ben Simmons. How do the Wolves trump all those other teams? We've talked about the idea of involving Toronto, that Kyle Lowry interests Philadelphia, concoct some sort of sign-and-trade, three-team scenario where Lowry ends up in Philly, but not to get all you know deep into the minutia, but if you do a sign-and-trade with Lowry, you know there's some cap complications. It can be done, but it can get complicated if you're Philadelphia. So Philadelphia may not even have interest in going that sign-and-trade route. Or if they do, maybe it's a one-for-one type They cut you out, basically. Yeah. And when I say one-for-one, yeah, cutting out Minnesota, where Philadelphia just deals directly with with Toronto. But make no mistake, the Wolves are trying. I can promise you, Sachin Gupta, Gerson Rosas, all those guys, 
They're trying. They're still bringing in a guy or two for a draft workout. I mean, I think more than likely, now maybe they end up trading for a draft pick. I don't want to say no chance, but they don't have a draft pick. More than likely, it'll be signing a guy, even if they end up with a draft pick, signing some player after the draft. We saw it in 19 with Nas Reed. We saw it last year with Ashton Haggins, who was one of the better undrafted players. So they're going to sign some player after the draft, which is now, what, a week from Thursday. So we are nine days out busy from the NBA draft. So much going on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think you know they're going to end up signing a guy, so it'll probably be a guy that's been in town, whether for that group workout where you know 40 guys were in town, or like I know Alan Griffin, he played at Illinois, played at Syracuse. He's scheduled to be in in the coming days. Plus, I'm sure some other guys. I'll get some other names as as the days move on. Interesting. So you you told us on I believe it was a scoop with Mackie and Judd on Thursday that that Ryan Suter, his representatives told you that he had approximately 15 teams after him. How quickly do you expect something to happen there? Because he is definitely going to get a decent contract. I mean, I don't know about Zach. Zach Zach's going to play. Um, I think there's probably going to be a little more skepticism about Zach's career at this point. But what's your expectation? on Suter, and uh, do you think that being maybe a little bit vindictive, he could end up like with the Blues or Blackhawks, stay close to home, and also play the Wild a lot? Well, the Blues have interest. I don't know about Chicago. The Vegas Golden Knights have interest. The Colorado Avalanche have interest. The Dallas Stars have interest. Mm. The New York Rangers have interest. The New York Islanders. I don't think he's going to The Carolina Hurricanes. I think he stays around the Midwest if he can, don't you? I think he probably does. Because, you know, the family might stay. I don't know, but they might stay And I don't know that either. I'll try to find that out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got the nice house in Edina. You know, his oldest son is the same age as my son, Drew. You know, his son, Brooks, is very active in baseball and hockey. In fact, his son's Edina baseball team, his 10U team, won a state championship a couple weeks ago. Of course they did. They're cake eaters. Well, they were the 10 seed. Were they really? Yeah, they were the 10 uh, seed underdogs. entering the tournament. They I've were big-time those, underdogs. Edina, those Edina yeah, teams yeah, are always underdogs. You never know what to expect from them. But, yeah, they won, they won a, a state tournament, a state championship yeah, a couple weeks ago. So, I mean, you know, do you want to uproot oldest son who's got all his friends here? I mean, right. yeah, those are conversations Ryan and his wife are having. But, yeah, I mean, it's like half the league. So, yeah, I mean, he's going to sign a pretty nice contract. If I had to bet, it's going to be a multi-year contract, maybe more so three years. Yes. And two years, but yeah, he's going to end up in the long run as pissed off as he was those first 24 hours. I think he's come to the realization, you know what? I now have a better chance to hoist the cup. Now, the Wilds are up there too, but if you look at the current odds to win next year's Stanley Cup, the Wilds are like eighth or ninth on that list. If you look at the teams above the Wild, I looked the other day. It's like five or six teams above the Wild. Well, the Avs are Golden Knights. I have already reached out. Okay, that's interesting. They They have interest. So I'm just basing it on the Vegas odds right now to win next year's Stanley Cup mm-hmm. because the Wilds should be good next year. I'm not dismissing that notion, but there's going to be teams that are going to be, at least betting-wise, a heavier favor to win the Cup. And most of those teams, if you look at the betting odds right now, most of those teams have reached out to Neil Sheehy, Ryan Suter's agent. So, yeah, he is going to have a lot of options. He'll sign, I imagine, what, free agency starts a week from, is it tomorrow, July 28th? Yes. Yeah, I mean, he'll sign. I mean, we should have some news when we talk Thursday the 29th or Friday the 30th. I mean, pretty quick there. He's going to sign pretty quick. Nice. Uh, the Vikings start training camp. Actually, they report, I think, on next Tuesday that they start training camp. They start actual practice as a TCO 
on Wednesday. Any update on Harrison Smith and his contract? He's going into the last year of his contract, but if I'm not mistaken, there's no guaranteed money left. And and we've been talking for a while. It sounds like something probably gets done as far as an extension. Yeah, I mean, I think something gets done eventually, too. But at least for public knowledge, what was given to me, I was told nothing new to report from somebody involved. Okay. That doesn't mean that talks aren't happening. But as of now, there's nothing quite new to report. When there is something new to report, it'll be that there's an agreement in place. Like, um, I don't think I'm going to get blow by blow. Hey, the Vikings made this offer. We countered with It might not that. get contentious at all. I don't think it'll be contentious. Because he's been here for so long. I mean, they've already made one offer. Yeah. I just, uh, I'm led to believe it was it was backloaded heavily. I mean, it would have been presented as a really nice contract, making him, if not the highest paid safety, one of the highest it's paid safeties. Jamal special. Adams may sign a, a new contract That's a Brzezinski special, Doogie. Yeah. Look at this contract. Yeah, it's worth $10 this year. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think it's when not if it happens. So, Geno Atkins, who played for Zimmer in... Cincinnati, and was a guy that we talked about a lot before they signed. Sheldon Richardson has now been cleared by doctors, so he can he can sign. Do you sense the Vikings would kick the tires there, especially with Pierce now? You know, I mean, we're talking about well, it's a cap problem, but it's not that bad. Well, that's that's subjective, and we've been uh, how can I put this nicely lied to before. Um, <laughs> do you sense that they would? Daniel Hunter tweak. Yeah, exactly. Do you think they would kick the tires on Atkins? Because I'm sure it would not be expensive at this. No, point. I don't think it would be expensive. It's on my list of things to check on. Okay. I wish I had checked on it. I was out at Minnesota United. I got a practice. note from on Twitter yesterday, and it, you know, I, at first I dismissed it, and then I'm like, well, well, no, because of the Pierce injury. Yeah, I won't dismiss it now. Great. If Pierce was completely healthy, I probably would have said. They went the Sheldon route, that there was some dialogue. They showed some interest, but they decided to go the Sheldon route, yes. not the Geno route, but with Pierce. And I'm led to believe this is not a two-month type injury or even a month injury, but yeah, we've been lied to before. And it's but a big man. I would hope by mid-August or so, maybe third week of August, yep. that he can ramp up activity, that he should be okay by the opener. I mean, that's ultimately what you care about. Yes. September 12th at Cincinnati, that he should be okay with this calf issue. But yeah, it's on my list of things to check on. It's a very good question you asked. Thank you very much. Final scoops before we get you out of here. What the heck did I text you? I can't even remember, Judd. I mean, uh, Paul Molitor, uh, some local, the yeah, I'll get to Molitor in a second. Some local NBA draft steam. Matthew Hurt, Rochester native, led the ACC in scoring last year at Duke. I mean, he played on Team USA, you know, U17, U18. I mean, his accomplishments are pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And he's probably a second-round pick. I think he gets drafted. I mean, there's some people not even having him in mocks. I think he gets drafted. But anyway, he worked out recently for the Rockets, made 75 of 100 three-pointers. Yeah, against air, but still, you make 75 of 100. It's notable. Worked out for Milwaukee, made 72 of 100 threes. Lakers, this week he's got the Nets, the Clippers. I tweeted out all the teams. He worked out for Philadelphia yesterday. Yeah, Molitor. So yes. I was I was at Interlocking last night for a really cool event, Taste for the Tour, Veep, the local big food shelf. They had a big extravaganza, big event. It was just nice to see people in person again. Isn't it nice? Yeah, it was. But Veep does unbelievable work here in the Twin Cities, getting people food that, that desperately need it. Nice. But yeah, I caught up with Molly for, for a while. He was in Wichita over the weekend. So he's back working for the Twins. So he's a roving minor league instructor. He was over at CHS Field a couple weeks ago working out with some Saints players. He's focusing more double-A, triple-A, high-A. So high-A is now what Cedar Rapids. So he'll end up in Cedar Rapids, unlikely to head to Fort Myers. So it's more Cedar Rapids, Wichita, 
St. Paul. But yeah, he's he's grateful to be back working. Yeah, he's he's doing well. Uh, COVID got him. Yeah, many I, months ago, got him pretty good. He was in the hospital. Yeah, I heard it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. It was yeah. I mean, he's sixty something. Yeah, you get COVID and you're sixty something and you're in the hospital. It can kick your behind, and it did. That's, it kicked his behind for okay. a while. Uh, but he's doing he's doing well now. Good. Yeah, he is. So yeah, he's back. He's back working for for the Twins. I caught up with Ben Johnson for a while. He's still on the lookout for a forward, a three slash four man. So even after they got the commitment over the weekend from this Division Two transfer, Danny Ojale, who was a Division One kid out of the Chicago area, committed to Navy. Mm-hmm. So he played a couple of years at the Naval Academy. So incredibly disciplined. I talked to Danny the other day for for TV. And sake. they've got no one back now, right? Did, didn't the well, Eric Curry? That's right. But the kid, the kid who was going to come back, Isaiah Enan, was it? Yeah, he's now out for the year. He's now out for the year. Yeah. So Curry, okay, because Curry was going to become like a graduate assistant coach. That's right. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, so it's Curry and on Enan, you know, Ben gave me some background on that injury. Uh, he thought he did something, but it wasn't one of those like down, writhing in pain. Oh my God, I just blew my knee out. Yep. It was, eh, yeah, my knee feels a little off. And then he undergoes the MRI. And then the devastating moves, news that, hey, Isaiah, sorry, your your ACL is is torn. But, yeah, it was nice to see Ben. I caught up with Nick Bukestead for a while. Jason Zucker was there. We await word if Zucker ends up in Seattle here tomorrow. Nino. So, yeah, it was it was a who's who of people there. I think both of them are going to end up in Seattle. And, yeah. Nino and Two Zucker, guys exposed. Is. Oh, yeah, I saw Nino, too. Yeah, Well, Nino wasn't at Nino the event exposed, last night. Yep. But, yeah, uh, Mark Parrish was there, Kyle Rudolph, Rich Gannon. Caught up for a while a with Ken Herbeck, Randall McDaniel. Yeah, so it was it was a good time in Interline. You, you can't go wrong, put it and this now, way. I ran into Patino's wife on the way out. Yeah. So Patino's wife is still here with, with the kids. Yes, he's in Albuquerque. But you know, like, you can't go wrong hanging out at Interlock. No, right? you can't. Hey, is Kyle set to go here pretty quickly for the Giants? Where, where yeah, he's he, good. He had in his recovery. Yeah, yeah, he'll be he'll be good. That was an underreported yeah, story here. Yeah. that he said that the Giants doctors found something the Vikings missed. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk you're about right. That much. Actually, you're right. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah. At least not on Mike. I don't yeah. want to cast aspersions here, but that's interesting. Well, uh, and you think about Daniil going for a second opinion. Tweak. Not the Vikings doctors. There's, yeah. There's probably a good story to be told there. Yeah. You know, I don't know who would be willing to go on the record. You'd probably need some comments on the record. Right. There's probably a good story to tell there with not only Rudolph and Hunter, but there's probably a few other examples too. All right, sir. We appreciate it. Thanks, okay. Dukes. Take we'll it easy. Thursday, yeah. We'll talk on Thursday. See ya. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.